This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Friends, download the 77 WABC app. You can listen to this program at your convenience, uh, to my podcast or any other program. And here is what's coming up this hour. One, the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter. We're going to do a feature segment uh, this morning, I will be, uh, I'm waiting for the phone call from the New York City Fire Museum's uh, uh, executive director. They just opened up, as it relates to the pandemic, uh, an exhibition celebrating, right? Not just talking about it, being about it, celebrating the heroism of members of the FDNY EMS during the uh, pandemic. Jennifer Brown will be calling in. That's at about 45 minutes past the hour. A number of stories that we are going to get to. And on Ukraine here, I'm just throwing this out. And I, I want, I want to uh, ponder this because it's a worst case scenario, but it's been on my mind all day long. So Moscow is not considering using nuclear weapons in the Ukraine war. That's according to the Russian uh, foreign minister. Uh, now, apparently, this foreign minister says that the country's forces will use conventional weapons only. That's a quote. But Western officials have warned that Russia might resort to tactical or other limited nuclear weapons if its invasion continues to face setbacks. I'm worried about what the next step might be. We'll be taking your telephone calls on Ukraine this hour. Locally, Mayor Adams considers the mask mandate uh the return of the mask mandate to New York City as uh, COVID cases rise. And in a minute or so, I'm going to go through the mask confusion. As we discussed last night, uh, following transportation-wise, what's good where you don't have to wear a mask? Where, where What's bad where you do have to wear a mask? It depends, frankly, in many cases, agency by agency, I will get to that as well. Use Kendra's law. Use whatever. But the mentally ill cannot be left to continue causing havoc on the streets of New York City. 
This is not fair to the family of Michelle Go. Do you remember that name? Michelle Go, the Asian American woman that was pushed in front of a train. The suspect has been found unfit to stand trial and sent to a psychiatric facility indefinitely. Goal's horrific death stands at a stands as a brutal indictment on the city she loved and served. So the suspect in that case, Simon Marshall, accused of killing Michelle Go after shoving her in front of the oncoming train, will be sent to a psychiatric facility indefinitely. Found unfit to stand trial stand trial and that's where things stand on that situation. And in a moment we're going to be going to your telephone calls, but I do also want to point out another story. Count this one. Count this one in the victory column. It's bittersweet, but count this in the victory column out in California. The the killer of Jacqueline Avant her husband was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Clarence uh, Avant uh, connected with with all the major politicians, connected with all of Hollywood, the entertainment industry. She was killed in her own Beverly Hills home in a robbery, and uh, this happened December first. December first. The suspect has been sentenced to three life terms with a minimum of 150 years. Bravo. Bravo. So in a moment, we see all of your telephone calls. I'm going to them in just a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's deal with the confusion as it relates to the mask mandate, right? We discussed this last night. I promise your calls are next, but let's deal with this. So the mask mandate remains at the Port Authority bus terminal, the George Washington Bridge bus station, the Oculus down at the World Trade Center, the transportation hub. I come into it uh, quite a bit uh, via New Jersey Transit and then the PATH train. LaGuardia Airport, John F. Kennedy Airport, International Airport. The mask mandate has been lifted for the following uh, New Jersey facilities, but masks are now optional and welcome for all who choose to wear them. So lifted at Newark airport, Teterboro airport, and it remains in effect. I mean, can you believe this? It remains in effect for the path uh, system, which I uh, just mentioned. So that's a lot to chew on. And New York city, New York city may uh, return to the mask mandate as cases are rising. You folks already know that. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls on Ukraine. John in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Dominic, I, what you said about the Russian foreign minister, I think, is good news. The Russians are not crazy. I don't think they want to do anything that would precipitate a nuclear war, even if they're losing. Um, I, I, I certainly don't want American troops involved, and I think what we can and should do is to help the Ukrainians uh, beat the Russians on their home ground. But, John, you, you already know that Russia can, considers it an aggressive action if the U.S. continues to supply Ukraine with weapons. Well, I am aware of it, but uh, as I think I noted to you privately, um, we, when we bombed the Syrians, we killed Russian troops in Syrian camps. In Vietnam, uh, we were shot down, maybe, by Russian pilots fire, uh, uh, flying Vietnamese make jets. So, you know, we, we've had interactions with the Russians before. Uh, I, th- I think the key is to sh- try to do our best to finesse the situation so that it doesn't spiral out of control. Well, that's the key point, John, and I I thank you uh, for the call. And also at the same time, my heart continues to go out to the people of Ukraine. How long can they continue to put up the good fight when they're outmanned, outnumbered? Let's uh, go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. You know, I'm thinking that, you know, since and uh, since we talked, uh, the world talked uh, Ukraine into giving up their nukes when they first achieved independence. Now, it seems like it's an imperative that they have nukes. And I'm, I'm really reiterating the fear that you expressed at the top of the broadcast mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, p- losing is not an option to Putin right now. Right. So, and so that puts Ukraine right. in a very, very precarious position. Exactly. Uh, because they, they, what are they going to do? They're going to fight to get nuke, to get nuked. Uh, so the, the only option is surrender, mm-hmm. uh, not to get nuked. So I, cause I really think that Putin cannot afford to lose this fight. He already lost. He didn't admit defeat, but right. he lost on the other front. He's and lost the he public relations front, uh, battle globally. What's that? I said he's lost the public relations battle globally as it relates no, to this I don't mean the war. public relations battle. He's lost the war okay. on the other side. Okay. And now if he loses the war on this side, I don't think he could face his own people. So he's going to have to do something uh, of, yes. of a catastrophic nature in yes. order to win this war. So I think we have to ship Ukraine some tactical nuclear weapons and let Putin know openly We've evened the score as far as nukes go. Now mm-hmm. go at it. Just just like a referee begins a boxing match, says, okay, no low blows, touch up the gloves, and go. That's it. Well, Larry, you, you make some very good, fine points there. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Amy in Manhattan. Good morning, Amy, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you, sir. I want to know, you put real report on everything, but there was a shooting. A police officer shot this young man in the back of the head. I watched it on TV. You don't report on that. Really? Why? I don't? 
You sure about that, Amy? Yeah, you make a big deal when a black person uh, do something to a police officer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you sure? I just want to make sure that you got your facts right. Are you, you sure you I have, haven't you, reported you, on this? You you carries it on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, you talk you 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 talk about the uh, war in Ukraine, which right. is terrible. Right. But there's also a war in Africa where people are being killed, and I don't hear you report on that. We know the kind of person you are, and and how you feel about your own black people. Really? Thank you. Wait, Amy, don't don't hang up, Amy. Amy, see, Amy, you said what you had to say, and then you hung up. So. And I, I really wish you would call back, Amy, because now it's time to correct you. I've done an entire show on the shooting in Michigan. And I'll, I, will, I will restate what my, my position was, but I have done an entire show on the shooting in Michigan. Maybe you missed that show, and I don't know how you jump to conclusions to say that I feel this way or that way about, quote-unquote, my own people. I don't know how you define that. I assume you're talking about African Americans. And let me be clear. Let me be crystal clear. As clear as a glass of, of good New York water. I love my people. I am a very proud African American. Extremely proud. But what I don't approve of is I'm tired of headline after headline after headline of some bad people allegedly doing bad things. And so what I said, and so Amy didn't call back yet, right? No, no, no. Crickets. I hear the crickets, Amy. I'm waiting for your phone call. I'm waiting. Tick tock. Tick tock. What was that song? Tick tock, you don't stop. Tick tock, Amy. Come on, call back. Call back, Amy. You see, it, it, don't take a shot at somebody and then run and hide. If you're going to accuse me of something, you know, let's let's talk about it. So what I said regarding the police shooting in Michigan, I see the phones are ringing. Maybe that's Amy calling back. What? And if it is Amy calling back, please put her to the top of the line. What I said about the shooting in Michigan, Amy, so that you, since you didn't hear that show, I said that a traffic misdemeanor should not, emphasis, should not uh, result in an African-American man losing his life, or anyone else for that matter. That's part one, that it should not result in that. Part two, Amy, was I don't understand why, and it's tragic, and I'm sorry for the man's family that he's no longer here, but you cannot go around deciding that you are going to take an officer's taser. That's just unrealistic. And the law is on the officer's side. In terms of, um, you know, it's unfortunate that deadly force was ultimately used. And so, Amy, I, I, it's, it's just amazing to me. People sometimes hear what they want to hear. 
So, Amy, I don't, just so that we're very clear, <laughs> I, I, um, I, 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 again, to come full circle, and then we're going back to Ukraine and crime and other things, I am a very strong supporter of my community. And I don't believe in just talking. So every year, I give back to the community. I go to the Throgs Neck houses. Kids from the, one of the housing projects where I grew up at comes to my home. When I, when I had a home in Pennsylvania, I would bring them to Pennsylvania. They, I have an annual swimming party for kids that I don't even know. And I just bring them to my home, and they have a good time, and they're respectful. They're respectful, good young people. So the last time I checked, and I've been opening doors for people of color in journalism for almost 30 years. So, Amy, you should come join me in that effort, and then you can see the things that I do firsthand. I don't brag about them, but you you said that I, I think you said I dislike my people. Is that what she said, Matt? I just, okay, that's that's essentially what she said. So, Amy, I await your telephone call. Amy, you have until 1 a.m. this morning. I promise you, if you call back, the producers will move you to the top of the line, and I would love to engage in a conversation with you. Back to Ukraine. Stan, my buddy Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? I ain't, I ain't Amy. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to get her. <laughs> no, hey, Stan, wow. you know, it. I know what you're st- saying, buddy. Stan, no, no, no. But, let, let me just, let, I'm, I'm not going to take this away from your time. Let me That's just, all right. That's okay. let, let, That's let okay. me just, let me just be clear. It is remarkable to me. It is remarkable to me, right? So I'm about to toss to a segment uh, from Greg Kelly in which he talks about what we discussed early on in the week where a young man in Greenville, South Carolina, thought it was funny to walk around hitting people in the face with a whipped cream pie. So I'm going to be tossing to that in just a couple of minutes, right? So I did that segment the other day. I intentionally left, and so Greg is going to mention the young man's race. I intentionally, this one time, because I have a rule of whoever is accused of committing a crime, I will state their race. So I didn't say it that one time. But it's it's just amazing to me that some some people hear what they want to hear, and that's that. So anyway, Stan, go right ahead. I hope she calls back for you, baby. I, I have a funny I have a funny feeling she won't. It's I'll easy to take back. shots at someone from a distance. That's I easy. Hear you. I hear you. And frankly, it's the coward way to handle things. But go right ahead. Okay. Anyway, you like to deal one on one, both people getting in their two cents. I got you. Right. Go right Absolutely. ahead, Stan. Okay. Uh the first caller who called tonight was out of touch with reality. Now he's talking about Russia. Uh, says one thing, and then we'll do another. I don't trust the Russians. Uh, they want to win this thing, and they will go all out to do it. That's what and I'm I, afraid of. Uh, your fears are will be justified. I think the gentleman is out of touch with the reality, the first gentleman. Uh, the harsh reality of it is we are sitting on the bench watching. We can give as much stuff as we can, much arms and this, but in the end... Uh, I believe that if they do use a minimum of nuclear weapons, we will not do anything about it. I mean, I don't think the president will do it. I, I like Joe Biden, 
But once that happens, uh, all bets are off. But I do not think the United States will do uh, any will launch missiles or do anything other than the Ukrainians giving them uh, whatever we can give them about giving them nuclear missiles. I don't think the president will do that. I don't think uh, he knows what would happen in that, but giving them air aircraft and missiles to shoot air to air missiles. Yeah. Uh, once we play the nuclear game, it's over for everybody. Everybody. You're right. You, it, it is. There. So I'm worried about it. But it, uh, we're, we're dealing with a, a card player named Putin who doesn't have 52 cards in the deck. He's got <laughs> very little cards, but he plays jokers. And so we got to be careful. I, this is a tough situation. I mean, it's very hard. And uh, if he does launch, uh, the president is in a corner and he has to, I don't know what he'll do. I mean, and I like Joe Biden. I voted for him. But even, you know, what will he do? I don't know. I'm being honest. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous like you, my friend. Mm-hmm. So we got to you know, I don't want to call say wait and see because that's even worse. But that's exactly what it is. Wait mm-hmm. and see if the uh, if the Ukrainians can take out as they did a couple of weeks ago. This, I mean, they haven't won this war yet, and I don't know if they're going to. But they have to make them bleed, and Putin will use everything and anybody. So uh, we're just going to wait and see. I'm I'm nervous like you, my friend. Well, Stan, I, I, I thank you for the call. And I look forward to chatting with you um, in the future later this week. Before I take a quick commercial, let's go to our friend Dominic in Wapping Just Falls. Good morning, Dominic. What's on your mind? Dominic, I am <laughs> very uh, – listen to me very carefully. Okay. You are, you are very loved. I just want you to know that. You are what – Dr. Martin Luther King was talking about, you went to college. You bettered yourself. We no longer look at you as a black man. You're in a nice neighborhood. You're accepted by a lot of different people, Asian, Italian, Irish. Don't let these people get you down. You got out of the ghetto. These people with that mindset are going to be stuck in the ghetto for the rest of their lives. People like you... Rise above it. I want you to realize that, my friend. Mm-hmm. You are loved. Don't, don't let these people get you. Okay. Because- well, hey, hey, Dominic, I want you to do me a favor. And um, I, 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 I want, I want uh, uh, to, to do a, a, a dual call here between yourself and Amy. So just hold on. Amy just called back. So I want to let Amy have her say for a second here. Hey, Amy, I've got to take a commercial break. But, but thank Amy. Are you back with me? Yes, I am, Dominic. I'm like- oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, that's that's not that's not Amy. That's hey, Dominic. You know, I thought that Amy had called back, but but evidently uh, she did not. But hey, Dominic, I I appreciate uh, what you said, and uh, and believe me, my friend, I'm 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 strong in in the shoes that that I stand in, and and I'm strong in myself. And frankly, Dominic, I know what I do, what I try to do on a daily basis annually to help people of color. So, you know, people are. Go ahead, Dominic. Just one more thing. I just want you to know that Dr. Martin Luther King, he was the one that was talking about judge me by the content of my character, not by the color of my skin. And you achieved that, my friend. You have achieved that. And these other people that are talking crap, didn't achieve that, and they're jealous of you. You understand that, right? Mm. 
Well, I, I believe, uh, Dominic, what you're referring to is what uh, we in the street call haters. And <laughs> and haters, Dominic, have, have never stopped me. So I'm just making light of the situation. I'm trying to lower the temperature. You know, Amy said what she had to say. I, re- I respect her, her point of view. But, Dominic, I, I greatly thank you for the call because we are dealing. And, and, my friend, I want you to have a lovely day. We're dealing with the issue of Ukraine. We're dealing with the issue of mass that may be back in New York City, uh, depending on which airport or bus terminal you may be in. Uh, uh, it's a different rule as it relates to mass. So we're dealing with that. We're dealing with Ukraine. There are a lot of issues on our plate this morning. And coming up uh, at, at, at about uh, 1245, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I'll be joined by uh, the executive director, Jennifer Brown, of the New York City Fire Museum, they have a new exhibit celebrating the heroism of members of the FDNY EMS during the pandemic. I see Jennifer is uh, on hold up in Boston. We're going to go to Jennifer and all of your calls when we come back. Talk Radio 77. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back discussing a number of topics from Ukraine, whether some type of uh, nuclear weapons may ultimately be on the table to the mask situation in New York City. And God only knows what the rules are on the public transportation. Uh, there are different rules now in the last 24 hours. A number of stories that we are talking to. Back to the telephone calls. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Hello, Dominic. It's so good to hear you as always. Thank um, you. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to be concise, but I really did get fired up over Amy. Not nothing personal, even though I, I thought she was unkind and took an, uh, a backhand slap at you, which I didn't appreciate because you're such a decent, good man. But because of um, what she didn't say, um, she didn't say anything about the criminality of that um, young man who sadly was killed up in Michigan. She didn't say anything about his behavior. And like I called you that night when you talked about it. And I said, tragically, he was the arbiter of his own destiny that night when he chose to run and then fight uh, hand-to-hand with a police officer and steal his weapon. Um, And a taser can incapacitate an officer, and he can be killed. I told you we had an officer in my town that was incapacitated just with a rock and then killed with his own service weapon as well as a neighbor. So I wish that she would speak to young men and women, because there's a lot of young women criminals out there of all colors, and say, make better choices. Think. 
think about the life that God has given you and what you want to do with it. And even if you're pulled over, if you don't think you've done anything wrong, or if you're in the middle of something criminal, don't fight with the police because chances are you're going to come out on the losing end. And I, I just wish that people would advocate for the right thing instead of saying everyone's a victim, and especially because he was black. What if he was white? Any young, elderly, whatever, nobody should take it up later if you think you've been wronged. And that officer was being respectful. He let him, he was going to let him go into the car to get his license, if you recall, when he said his license was in the car. And then there's video of a state trooper being blasted after he let a guy lean into the car to purportedly get his license, who then came back with a gun and shot the, the, the state trooper dead. So mm-hmm. one last thing. I wonder, too, if she was as upset when the um, police cap, the retired police captain was killed or was he 71, I think, the one that was uh, protecting his friend's uh, business. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she was so upset or if she made any calls on his behalf when he was killed during uh, 2020 that summer during the Black Lives Matter riots. And also, I wonder if she knows who Officer Keona Hawley is. I wonder if she's familiarized herself with the story or if it would even matter to her because she was black but she wore blue. Does, does her life matter less because she was for for living a right and just and decent life and wanting others to do the same and trying to help people move forward in her community. I think it's a tragedy that people are um, just, like I said, uh, making um, like this victimhood a way of, of being in life, that it's a good thing. Mm. No, you make choices, you live or die by the choices you make. We all do, Dominic. You know, look what you've done with your life. Well, I know people that have had horrible beginnings and have made wonderful things of their life. I'm so tired of the excuses. And why don't we expect more? Uh, you know the, the familiar phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations. I think that's what people like Amy and people in the quote community are. Well, hey, Jennifer, know, let, let me just say this. And it, 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 I, To be honest with you, the Amy call may have been a plant. Uh, there is one person that we do not take his calls uh, on this program anymore. And I don't know if Amy was a plant by him. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. But, Jennifer, I do thank you for the call. And so I started out on Ukraine, and we still have a lot of calls on Ukraine, but now there are a lot of calls on the Michigan shooting. And my only point, you you know, you can say whatever you want to say about me because I'm secure in myself to know what I have done to try and help Americans and to try and help in particular other African-Americans that have come after me. I have always made sure the door was open in journalism for other qualified people to come after me, to be role models for them, to exchange uh, in emails. For years, I traveled the country speaking to young people. I was at Fairleigh Dickinson uh, University just the other night talking to young people, trying to encourage them to stay positive and stay in school. So when I was at Fairleigh Dickinson, I didn't see Amy standing there next to me or the person that's not allowed to call its program anymore. It's easy to sit back and complain. And by the way, while you're complaining that I'm saying something because I happen to be African-American, why don't you complain about what these individual suspects are doing? How about that one? 
Let's go back to Ukraine for a moment. Let things cool off. Let's go to uh, Al in Jackson, New Jersey. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How are you, Dominic? Um, I wanted to ask a simple question regarding Ukraine. Now, it's like it's like after 50 days of the war in Ukraine, the amount of the amount of coverage the media spent on it compared to other other wars like the the, the disastrous civil war in Yemen and the civil war in Ethiopia. I'm not referring to what happened previously. That's, my, that's not my point. My point is that the war in Ukraine, it's people believe that Putin's idea is just to take over Europe. It's a very simple problem with Putin. Putin is a nationalist, a, very, a, a plain and simple Russian nationalist. Ukraine is historically Russian territory. He wants to take back his land, and if, he doesn't, if he's not able to take back his land, at least be able to make sure that Ukraine is not a vassal of the West. Okay, so, so, out, so, out, so out, out. it sounds like you're saying Putin is justified. No, far from justified. Nationalism could be the worst thing. Not, and Adolf Hitler was a nationalist too. Nationalism does not, it does not, it does not mean it's good. But the reaction from the media, as if this is, this is the end of days because Russia is invading Ukraine, it's really a localized war. He's not, I don't think his plan is to now destroy NATO. It's really that you, he doesn't view Ukraine as a proper independent state. And he doesn't want it to be a proper independent state, which is the road it's been taking since 2014. So I don't. Um, my question really is as to the reaction. There's, there are wars with greater casualties. The, the situation in Yemen is is, is tar- horrible. Hard to, to, to see such a thing happen to other human beings. But the, the media doesn't care about it. So what's? The, the, I think it's just the overreaction of war because you don't see the media giving just treatment to every war. So it's not really a matter of war. It's well, really they want to spell doomsday. That part about. Uh, about thank you for the call, Al. About not every war is covered the same. That that is a thousand percent uh, accurate. When you look at the humanitarian aspect of what's happening in Ukraine, it is simply horrible. There's no other way to explain it. Innocent people, and it happens in war, but innocent people are necessarily dying, and they are not even being given the benefit of a proper burial because of all the mass casualties, people uh, graves, mass graves are being dug up and bodies are, are, are dumped into them. I mean, it's just not right. And, and, and in my opinion, that is something that is worthy of coverage. Lots of phone calls, and in a moment I'm going to be talking to the, uh, for a, a short time this morning, to the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum. Uh, her name is Jennifer Brown, about a new uh, exhibition celebrating the heroism of members of the FDNY EMS during the pandemic. But let's go to Jay in Ohio first. Good morning, Jay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I just want to talk about that police officer up in Michigan. Okay. Listen, you know, deadly force was justified. When you go for a a weapon, whether it's a gun owner or whether it's a police officer, the minute you go for that weapon, they're justified to shoot you. That's all I got to say. You know, let that be a lesson to everybody. You know, Hmm. you go for somebody's weapon, they're justified to shoot you. In most states... Most places, that's the way it is. In war, that's the way it is. You never give up your weapon. 
That's all I got to well, say. Well, I hey Jay, I I, I hear you. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry the young man lost his life. I I I just wish that he had not run away. I just wish that he had not reached for the officer's taser. And um, you know, it's it's Jay. I hear you. It's just very tragic all the way around the board. Uh, from a legal standpoint, if there are to be criminal charges, and I don't know if there will be, because as of right now, I don't see it. But if there are criminal charges, they would probably be manslaughter at best. But once, once, once he, now I'm talking folks from a pure legal point of view. Okay. Pure legal point of view. I am not before this microphone as a black man advocating on black issues or any other issues. I'm here just like any other WABC host. I just happen to be a man of color. And so manslaughter, if there are to be criminal charges, but once once you're tuggling with the officer, once you're reaching for his taser, in which we can see the man's hand on the taser, once 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 it reaches that that level and you're wrestling on the floor on the floor, I understand that he was shot in the back of his head. It is just a very tough and difficult situation. So lots of calls. I want you folks to stay with me. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and Jennifer Brown will join me. She's the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum. We'll be right back. WABC. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions, and cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see you're in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry. And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Eucora.com today. Eucora.com. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And this morning's segment, New York City Fire Museums, museum that is just opened an exhibit celebrating the heroism of members of the FDNY EMS during the pandemic. This is an important topic. We're going back to your telephone calls in just a couple of minutes. But joining me right now is Jennifer Brown, the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum. And thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. So let's begin this way. This new uh, exhibit. It's titled Unmasking Our Heroes. What led you to create this? Well, the museum actually had the idea of this exhibit starting in 2020, really in the height of the pandemic. 
And it started with an effort to collect artifacts from the public related to the pandemic and EMS in particular and EMS's role as first responders throughout the COVID-19 crisis. And it started back then. Uh, This seemed to be a really great time to launch the exhibit. The centerpiece of the exhibit is a video that was created by the fire department that tells first-person stories of some of the members of EMS. And it just seemed like a really good time to go ahead and launch it now. This spring, we're starting to welcome more visitors back to the museum, thankfully. And we decided to launch it this month. It sounds like a uh, wonderful exhibit. I looked at a video online, and it's uh, it's really, really nice. Talk to me for a moment about the history of the museum, and also where are you located? We're located on Spring Street in Hudson Square in Lower Manhattan, so we have a great location. We're in a 1904 fire station that was repurposed to create the museum there. It was Engine 30 Company in the past. And the museum itself dates back to 1870 in some form or another. So it really since almost the beginnings of the department itself and fire service in New York. But in this location, the museum moved in the 1980s. So it, it had a couple different homes throughout the years and then finally settled at 278 Spring Street. As we all remember, during the pandemic, people showed their support for essential workers by applauding in the early evening. What does this say about how New Yorkers felt, feel about the response of EMS, FDNY, and other essential workers? Well, I think we'll all remember those nightly rounds of applause for all of the first responders, including members of the fire department, healthcare workers, hospital workers. I mean, that was really a show of support for everybody on the front lines during that time. So certainly I think we'll all remember what that was like. Elements of the exhibit actually speak to the public's outpouring of support and gratitude toward first responders. And so we really wanted to be able to capture some of that as well. We have some artifacts and signs that community members made and posted around different EMS stations throughout the city and other media clips and things of that nature that really show the public's gratitude and support. What will visitors see when they visit the museum? Well, I mentioned earlier, the centerpiece of the exhibit is actually a video. It's about a 12-minute video. It's titled Unmasking Our Heroes, and it was made by the fire department, and it involves first-person interviews with three members of EMS, and they really speak very candidly and very poignantly about what it was like to be members of the department and on the front lines in terms of emergency medical workers throughout the pandemic. And so that's the centerpiece of the exhibit. And then we have numerous pictures of EMS members throughout the entire two plus years of the pandemic. As I mentioned, we have some artifacts and things that were sourced from the public that were displays of gratitude other data points and information about just how unbelievably overwhelming the demand and the call volume was for the department at that time. And we actually also have a wall where people who are visiting the exhibit are able to show their own gratitude by writing messages of support and putting them up on a board. And so, uh, Jennifer Brown, I want to thank you, the executive director of the New York City Fire Museum, Uh, It's something to go check out, folks. Thank you for joining us. And I I am going to have her back 
and she will be the subject of uh, my upcoming uh, podcast. But again, and I'm going, I'm going to go to Pete and Staten Island back to the phones in just one second. But the New York City Fire Museum just opened an uh, exhibit celebrating the heroism, the folks that really count of members of FDNY EMS during the pandemic, as she just spoke to us about. And thank you so much, Ms. Brown, for appearing. Back to the telephone calls up into the top of the hour when Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, will be joining us. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, how are you? Yeah, that was very interesting about what the... Uh uh, fire department thing. They did so much during the pandemic. I mean, yes. I even experienced, watched them going into buildings where they didn't know whether or not there were people that in there that had COVID-19 uh, COVID and uh, right. they right. were heroic and they did it all. Matter of fact, at one point, one of my friends who had the COVID-19, um, they wanted to take, he was going to go to the hospital and they told him, why don't you just try to be treated at home because there's so many people in there and you're very, uh, you you know, your antibodies are low and stuff. So why don't you take care of yourself at home? And that's what he did. And it probably saved his life because I think top of it in Staten Island, when it was bad, the hospital people were in actually in the hallways and everything. It was a nightmare. Well, um, Pete, uh, you're correct in terms of the heroic actions of the FDNY, also EMS the folks that that are the bloodline of this city and this country. Pete, I thank you uh, for your telephone call. Let's go to Sankar in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, good morning. I want to answer to Amy. Why Amy don't take a trip to Africa and help her people? Her people have been getting help from the beginning. She should take a trip and go there and start helping her people and stop depending on other people to help her people in Africa. These people and them have to help the people and stop complaining. They're always complaining. Have she been reading the papers, what happening here in America? Mm-hmm. How many of these people on the front page? The man is the black man, high on meth. He already assaulted like five people already. We we did that story. We did that story yeah. last night. But, yeah, he was uh, on the front page. But, All but, week it but, had Frank. But, Frank, but just a minute. Go ahead, go ahead. All week it had Frank, James, and now this man. Every day you pick up the paper is some African person. These people have to take care of their responsibility and stop making excuses and blaming other people. They all could volunteer their time and go even to jail and help these people and them. Take mm. a trip to Africa. Help your people. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop saying, give me a want you have to do for me. And now the new thing is reparation. They got to stop that. Mm. Go help your people. Well, Make a start. Go well, help your people. Well, Sankar, that came from you, not from me. I happen to agree with you, but the comment came uh, from you this morning. Let's go to Dave in Comac, New York. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Good morning. It's the same old thing on the subway uh, on uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning that uh, you got uh, no cops. On the platform, uh, downtown 4, 5, and 6 from Lexington Avenue. And uh, what I also noticed is uh, on the way back at around 2.30 in the morning that uh, people lighten up on the platform. 
Lighting up, lighting up. You mean marijuana and? Most, I'm assuming it was marijuana because why else would they be doing it? Right, right. And you know that they two guys uh, gathered together, so you know, try to make it look like. But I saw them. You know the, uh, you know, when you light a match or whatever they were doing, you could just tell that uh, what they were doing. The world we live in, Dave. I thank you for the call. Let's go to Teaneck, New Jersey. I believe on the topic of Ukraine, Elena. Good morning. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Good morning. Dominic, I just wanted to react to a comment that was made by a a gentleman that Putin is reclaiming his own land. No, he's actually taking Ukrainian land by Mm -hmm. crossing the boundaries. So Mm -hmm. the gentleman needs to update his information. And also the atrocities that Putin is committing. This is not normal. This is worse than the incinerators or the uh, things in that Hitler did in Russia. These Putin's army carries incinerators to disintegrate his own soldiers. There's something wrong with this picture. Dominic, it's well, got to stop. Well, it, it, we agree on that. We, I thank you for the call, Elena. We definitely agree on that. And we're going back to your telephone calls, but first... I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of me. Hello, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. So what do you have coming up? Uh, Action-packed show uh, for this morning. You know, uh, they're talking about bringing masks back to New York. Philadelphia has now got these indoor mm-hmm. masks. China is shut down to a broader extent than they've than we've seen since the beginning of this pandemic. So I'm going to talk with Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, who is one of the world's foremost experts on not only medicine, but the but economics. He is a PhD and an MD, so he knows about not only medicine, but the economic costs of these lockdowns. He's going to join me. Uh, we have an update on the Long Island serial killer case. Uh, we're going to talk with Frank McKay about that, who's been following this case in the, from the beginning. Uh, Tony Lobianco, the famous actor, is going to be here. And then we're going to take a look at the history of women in space with Amy Shearer title, who's an author and a very popular YouTuber. So we got an action packed show. I, I look forward to listening. Thank you. I look forward to it. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter, you select Frank. How about, uh, how about Sherman in Manhattan? Sherman. Good morning. You're talking Dominic. Uh, this is Dominic Carter, Frank Morano. I, I want to tell you what a, Pleasure it is to, to be to uh, you speak to both of you at the same time. This is truly outstanding. Uh, here's what I want to say: Ukraine is extremely important. I'm very well aware of that. Um, but I, you know, I really, really, really like uh, Ms. Carter when you stick to the home issues, the crime, uh, the subways, the mayor we have. Uh, you're doing an outstanding job, not because you're a, a black human being, because you're a human being. And I, I wish people would get off this nonsense with you, expecting you, projecting all this nonsense onto you. Uh, uh, you know, you're doing an outstanding job. Well, thank you. That's, uh, that's very kind of you to say. But Sherman, but Sherman, let, let me just say this, yeah. and I'm going to let you finish. I'm a big boy. I can mm-hmm. take it. What people don't understand is I, I have a foundation in journalism. I went to school for this, for, for undergraduate and graduate level to one of the best communication schools in the country. So when they start with me, Sherman, I know what they're really doing. They can't look in the mirror at themselves in terms of they don't want to deal with the reality. 
And so I'm an easy target. And that's okay, but please continue. It's easy to tell someone else to uh, clean up their room. Uh, but, you know, uh, just because someone has their room cleaned up, there's other things in life that they need to fix and focus on and clean up in their life. You know, some people might be good at one thing, but there's something else that they should focus on. People are very uh, interesting how they want to, they'd rather take the time to complain about somebody else than focus on themselves too. What I like about Mr. Morano is he's very even. He will tell you uh, his shortcomings easily on the air. And so I really respect him for that. And I hope that lady stops calling and harassing and stalking him. Uh, what I would like to say is, a human being first and an American and then an American of color. Uh, we have some issues in the neighborhoods of color where people are so afraid, again, to look in that mirror. And, you know, we went from Sidney Poitier to some of these rappers and artists who I won't give them the credit and name their names. You know, with their pants off their butt, uh, that's a jail fashion. I don't understand how any woman would date a man who walks around like that. I don't know how any mother would let her son in the house with, with, with his fashion and clothes like that. Uh, it started in jail when they didn't have belts and they didn't want these people to commit suicide, so they tried to put some dignity into it, and they brought that nonsense out on the street. Uh, you know, uh, when I'm walking around out in the street, I'm profiling people. What do I mean? If you look like trouble, if you got a devious look in your eyes, if you're around me when I'm out, I, I have my, my spider vision, you know, my radar's up. Uh-huh. And, and so I deal with people based on energy and attitude, not color, okay? And the last thing I want to say is we have to stop with this African nonsense. If you're born in the Bronx, you're American. You're not African-American. No other country on earth, no other island on earth talks and thinks like this, but here in America. I had an argument or debate with a friend who got into that with me last week about how he's African. Never been African, have no African uh, association. With, you know, you know, his bottom line is we have been here for a long time and, and, and we don't get the small things right. Sherman, I, I think I, Sherman's I campaigning you. for uh, Brian Benjamin's spot for <laughs> lieutenant governor. I, I'd vote for him. Thank you for the call, Sherman. He gave us a lot to chew Absolutely. on there, Frank. What, what do you think? Well, I agree uh, that I do have many shortcomings that I'm <laughs> happy to acknowledge. Uh, I do agree on that hyphenated American issue. And, you know, I would extend it not only to African-Americans, but um, Italian-Americans, Irish-Americans, you name it. I mean, you're here. Uh, how many generations do you have to be here before you identify purely as an American. So I I think he's exactly right on that. I think a lot of these hyphenizations only serve to divide people further. Well, Frank Marano, I am now passing the baton to you. Boom. And you you, you got to run the last leg. (laughs) (laughs) You got to finish first. I'm ready for bed. You got to do it. Dominic (laughs) saying I'll see you folks tomorrow. Same time, same station. Keep it right there. Frank Marano is coming up right now on WABC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.